Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Battles, a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism. The Practice Brave Podcast brings you the relatable, trustworthy, and transparent health and fitness information you're looking for when it comes to coaching, being coached, and transitioning through the variables of motherhood and womanhood. If you're a pregnant or postpartum athlete or a coach working with this population, this show is specifically designed for you. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Meg Gallagher, and you might know her as Meg Squats on Instagram. And she is here to talk to us about navigating her pregnancy. So Meg, thanks so much for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to talk. This is my first time doing a podcast since announcing I was pregnant. So there's so, much, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> well, we uh, we are honored to start this conversation and and talk to you about your pregnancy. So just tell us before we totally jump into the pregnancy conversation, tell us about who Meg is, what you do, a little bit about yourself and your business. Sure. So yeah, I have a business called Strong Strong Friends. And in that business, our number one product is a program called Stronger by the Day, which evolved after years of powerlifting myself and coaching other powerlifters. And, you know, I was coaching one on one and coaching online and helping people through meets. And it was really exciting and cool. Um, but I got more and more people interested in the style of powerlifting, but not necessarily competing themselves, or they wanted to compete, but they weren't really interested in going to nationals or being hyper competitive and making it their life. So we developed Stronger by the Day, which is a strength program that uses powerlifting fundamentals and a lot of the motivation that powerlifters have in excelling in the squat bench and deadlift. Yeah, we just get people super strong and celebrate strength. And um, now that's a community that has grown to thousands and thousands of lifters. Um, So I'm really proud of that. And we're trying to help people get interested in training with barbells and also acclimate them to the barbell because I know it can be really intimidating and overwhelming to pick up a bar. Um, So yeah, that's the intro of what I, who I am and what I do. Awesome. That's great. I love I love introducing more and more people to the barbell and just yeah, really, really emphasizing that strength can be started and learned at any point in time. Will you tell us a little bit about how your pregnancy is going so far? Where are you at in your pregnancy? What's it been like? So I'm in week 25 of pregnancy. So I'm in my second trimester. I feel amazing. I so far have had no complications. I've been really lucky and healthy and feeling good in my first trimester. I had a little bit of nausea, like a few weeks of nausea and food aversions. But other than that, um, you know, just feeling seasick for like two weeks straight. Um, when that passed, I I have been since feeling really great and still able to train regularly and keep up with my strength training. Obviously, that's adjusted for being pregnant in many ways. And I was interested in what figuring out what I wanted to do um, and how I was going to train. So I did get pre and postnatal certified through Girls Gone Strong. Um because I wanted to know for myself and I knew on social media, everyone was going to be asking me what I was going to do. So I at least wanted to have that. And I found the course 
so satisfying and interesting. And I love talking about it now. (laughs) I mean, probably because I'm going through it right now. So it's really relevant. Um, But it's been really fun to continue to try and learn as much as I can and also shift my mindset and talk about that shift as I've been going through pregnancy. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit more about shifting your mindset and uh, what that's looked like for you? Yeah. So I, of course, come from a strength training background where powerlifting was emphasized. So my one rep maxes have always been near and dear to my heart. Um, But now (laughs) no one, I don't care. My baby doesn't care. And my pelvic floor definitely doesn't care what my one maxes used to be. Um, So it's kind of leaving my ego at the door and understanding that my priority should be to train for my health and also train knowing that I'm going to give birth and I need to stay strong for that and protect my pelvic floor and protect, you know, my postpartum recovery too. Yeah. It's really just leaving as far as strength numbers go, just getting over the fact that I'm lifting at 40 or 50% most days, um, which for me has been fine. I think that journey might be more difficult for other people who maybe are more fresh off of competing in powerlifting and having that as such a close priority. For me, I've had a little bit of transition away from competing to focus on other things. So yeah, for me, it hasn't been too difficult, but I could understand how you know that checking your ego and kind of feeling like you have nothing to prove can be really hard for some people. Absolutely. It's such a huge identity shift. And I talk about athlete brain relentlessly because that dictates so much of training choices during pregnancy and postpartum. And ultimately there's, it's an autonomous experience, but it is being able to feel informed and confident and really measure, can I versus should I, and is it worth it to this right now? What am I trying to prove or not prove? There's just, there's so many things that get attached to the identity of being an athlete and of being able to perform. Exactly. And I'm lucky because I'm exposed to many athletes of all different ages and sizes and experience levels. And so I have a lot of women who are postpartum, have had children in the past And are, I mean, in powerlifting, it's great because some of the top athletes in the world are in their 40s and still lifting and still staying strong. So that's kind of inspiring to know that, you know, just because I'm pregnant now and will be early postpartum, it doesn't mean that my powerlifting career is over. My I'll never be strong again. So I think, you know, I always like to remind people. I love powerlifting and and sports like weightlifting because there are ages, like many different ages. There's a huge competitive age range, especially on the women's side. And there's also a huge competitive age range for whatever size you are, weight you are, weight class you're in. So that's why I think it's, I find it to be a pretty inclusive sport in that way. Um, And the same goes for, it's inclusive for postpartum women and women who've never had a baby or never want to have a baby. Right. Absolutely. And there's such a good community of people that are really, I guess, a cornerstone of my brand is, you know, we want to support people pursuing a lifetime of athleticism. Pregnancy and postpartum is very much a season, but technically we need to care about that if we're really encouraging that pursuit of fitness forever. Right. 
Talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the extreme information and messaging that you have received once announcing your pregnancy. Um, I think I, you know, from all ends of the spectrum, I've seen and heard, I mean, the general rule of thumb that people, I guess maybe sometimes doctors like to say this is like, oh, if you did it before, then you can keep doing that. I, I don't think that applies to strength training at all. Right. <laughs> um and obviously I can do a lot of the same movements, basic movement patterns, but if I used to train at a very high intensity, that's not something I should continue doing. You know, I've also seen athletes throughout their pregnancy who are praised for maintaining like very high levels of intensity throughout pregnancy or throughout some parts of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was no problem to kind of ditch that and just like sort of surrender. Uh, I mean, maybe surrender is too strong of a word, but just shift the priorities and shift the focus away from needing to prove that, oh, I'm still strong. I mean, I am strong, but I'm just strong at 40% of what I'm probably capable of. <laughs> like that that's the only thing I need to push myself to is, is those kind of percentages. And then of course, you know, from people who aren't familiar with me or familiar with strength training in general, you get suggestions that anything overhead will um, wrap your baby's umbilical cord around its neck or um, anything overhead should be avoided due to postural changes. You know, I, I try to understand where those concerns are coming from or, you know, where does this concern originate from and uh, I guess do my best to educate myself and educate you know if someone's telling me about that (laughs) Uh, but yeah it truly is a huge range of of what people say is appropriate and what's not yeah I mean we have come so far in the last eight years is when I first had my baby and I can really remember what the information was like back then compared to now obviously I've worked my ass off to try to change a lot of that but you know, it really was this pendulum swing of really uh, conservative information of, you know, don't do anything. Or like you were saying, like, don't lift overhead. It'll do this or it'll do that. Or the extreme examples of basically not letting up at all. And there is so much value to being in the middle. And so I really appreciate that. I guess in your first pregnancy, you already have the maturity and resources to see that it doesn't have to be an extreme end of the spectrum in order to navigate a healthy fit pregnancy with the quest of having a healthy postpartum experience. Yes. And I feel really lucky for people like you and so many others who have (laughs) helped get that information out because I mean, before becoming pregnant or like becoming in the trying to conceive phase, I just never, I knew (laughs) like some things and I assumed certain things. Um, and you know, as someone who's in the strength world and someone who's certified in the strength world to live in the middle and understand that those extremes and any kind of dogmatic approach usually is something that should be further questioned. So I'm lucky that in my years, just strength training and um, trying to do my best to educate my community. That's always where you live if you're someone who's in a field of health and fitness or nutrition or science. But yeah, I can only imagine what it was like eight years ago. I mean, I can, I know what it was like seven or eight years ago when I was 
maybe the only woman in the gym or one of the few women who were talking about strength on YouTube, something as simple as that. I was just lifting weights on YouTube and there weren't too many women doing that. So I can only imagine strength training while pregnant uh, on the internet and what, what kind of comments you would get and, and opinions you would get. Yeah. And I mean, really like we have to always keep perspective truly just how far we've come. And even like the last five years, I've had to change so much of the information I've put out there because things are changing. We are getting more research. We are getting better information. And I think traditionally a lot of the certifications are very outdated or still they're very just theory based. And one thing I've tried to do in my coaching certification is actually take the theories, evidence-based research and make it applicable for this population. Because like you said, even eight years ago, seeing a lot of women lifting and training on the internet wasn't super popular. So then you add in the element of pregnancy or diastasis or prolapse or incontinence, and it's still taboo and very misunderstood. So maybe we understand aspects of theories of training, but it's a whole other thing to apply it across a variety of different athletic interests and experiences. Absolutely. Um, And it's kind of this cool thing of for me, I try to make whatever information I share as accessible as possible. And so is this thing where I'm trying my best to learn from now when I discuss coning or um, diastasis, you know, I'm not a pelvic floor physical therapist. I'm not a physical therapist in general. So it is taking what physical therapists and how they're treating postpartum women and making some assumptions and some theories and gathering that information and trying to make it condensed enough so that it makes sense for your average person. Um, I find it to be really interesting to research and and understand some of these things, but you know, there's so many questions. If I show an example of, of coning or um, show explain intensities and RPEs, that's something that not your average person may be able to pick up, but communicating that is something that needs special care. And it's a whole new form of communication when you're talking to prenatal clients or prenatal people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's such a being a coach, this population is such a unique, unique job because there's a lot of fear mongering with, oh my God, coning, worst thing ever. I must have a diastasis when really coning is not super problematic. It's just a presentation of pressure. We also, if we're talking about diastasis and I know that you know this, but for those listening, we get a lot of fear mongering in pregnancy and postpartum around a diastasis because we think that something's wrong or that it can be prevented and things like that. But remember, diastasis is both the fascia adapting and changing and the distance of the abdominal wall being separated. Very common, very normal, not something to be fearful of. And coning is just a presentation. It's just feedback. It's data for your body. Really trying to connect the dots between, is she peeing? Is she at a risk for prolapse? Is she experiencing prolapse symptoms? Okay, then how can we adapt this exercise or a aspect of the exercise, the volume, the intensity, the load to actually support her during this season rather than aggravate something like a diastasis prolapse or incontinence. So our language, our messaging, and our full scope of understanding is so critical. Right. I just like to put that out there because I know people listening are so afraid of seeing their body change during this season. And it's really hard to break down and decipher that information. So along those same lines, how are you navigating a lot of your body image 
and some of those aesthetic changes that I think are really hard for athletes to, I don't know, just to kind of experience. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, I think my history plays an important role. You know, I didn't have huge weight fluctuations, but I did, I guess you would consider this to be a huge weight fluctuation in the past. I started lifting with CrossFit and then I was just like, let me just try everything, anything and everything. (laughs) And so of course I did a bodybuilding show maybe like two years after I started training. So I got into that and dieted down for a bodybuilding show and basically did it without much information or proper guidance. So I looked great on stage and then post-competition, very common thing to happen for newbie athletes like me in this position, I ended up gaining a lot of weight. So I went from basically my lowest adult weight ever in my life, like I think I was 125 pounds or something on stage to 168 pounds within a matter of months. So I haven't yet hit that 168 pounds during pregnancy. So this isn't the biggest I've been, but I will say that experience and dealing with all of the things that come along with that big fluctuation that I experienced in the time was a huge part of who I am today and a huge part of how I view my body and how I manage with fluctuation and how I prioritize training and how I look at training. I mean, that's why I ultimately fell in love with powerlifting and the focus on strength training was because at the time where I felt like I couldn't really control my weight, I could control the strength aspect of what I was doing and I could control how much I was going to lift that day. So you know, I promote strength because I know that it saved me when I was in a dark place. And when I was dealing with, you know, going from basically dream body that I'd always thought I was capable of achieving that and then swinging completely out of control and really struggling with that at the time. So that experience and then those changes that I made and that was a very slow process to kind of get a hold of all of the things that were going on. Those were things that really made me face body image and how I value myself as a person and understanding that my body and how it looks is like the, the least interesting thing about me. And it's the, the least I have to offer in any room that I'm in. And that was something that I'd already been through. Um, and I can imagine that, you know, it's, someone who hasn't experienced that and is going through pregnancy without having extreme weight fluctuation ever in their life, it would be a different story. So yeah, I mean, for me so far, it's been easy. Um, I also haven't gotten like past the point. I believe I will gain more weight. I'm in the 160s now. I'm almost on the cusp of being like my heaviest ever. But really, I think it's just about what I value and understanding that this period in my life is just a, like you said, a season. And I'm very excited to have a baby as well. And I don't want to say that to take away from anyone who's also excited to have a baby and also dealing with body image issues. Um, But for me, it's something that that's my focus and just accepting that my body's going to change. And then this time it's going to be with the result of having a child, helps me maintain perspective. Absolutely. I love that you've been able to leverage your past experiences 
and have it support you now in this season where so many things are technically outside of our control and it's hard to see your body change. Um, I know a lot of athletes, even when like you have a fairly good grasp on body image and a healthy relationship, it can still just be a struggle during pregnancy to see your body change to maybe gain more pounds than you anticipated or to have more fat or more cellulite or your boobs are huge. So I just want to validate any of those feelings. I'm so happy that you have a pretty good grasp on that because it is a really hard thing for people to manage. And then postpartum, again, variables that aren't always in our control and it's just a process. And I love what you said about like, you know, your worth extending far beyond your body just being the least interesting thing about you. We have so much more to offer the world than what we look like in different seasons of our life. Mm-hmm. So uh, what is helping you keep perspective? Is it really just, okay, I know I have a baby or like what other big picture things help you keep perspective during this season where a lot of things just look different in your life? Hmm. Well, I have been insanely busy, <laughs> which is probably not the best answer <laughs> for someone to take into their, <laughs> into their own life. But, you know, it has kind of been this this period where I'm preparing for my life to completely change and trying my best to finish as many work projects as I can and set myself up for success in that way. I truly have no idea what to expect (laughs) and trying to like listen to and read as much as I can about what to expect when having a baby, but I'm expecting to have a lot less time to work on my business, um, at least initially. So yeah, have I really had much time, honestly, to dig deep and focus on like how my perspective is right now? Um, <laughs> um, but I have been staying busy and also just trying to prepare my house and my life. I'm very blessed. Um, I have a great relationship with my partner who says things to me like, hey, um, since you're going to be... I'm going to try to breastfeed since you're the only one who can breastfeed. Maybe I'll wash the dishes for you. um, And I'll take on that responsibility so that you don't have to during that time. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) who else would say this, but you. Um, So I'm, I'm very lucky in so many ways. So yeah, right now I'm just trying to like get as much shit done as I can before this little baby girl comes. <laughs> um, so exciting. And I'm yeah. so glad that, you know, the teamwork aspect of it is so real. And I'm so glad you have such a supportive partner and it's really exciting. I definitely feel like nesting mode is so real. I mean, I don't, I feel like every pregnant person tries to cram in a bunch of stuff. So yes. you are not alone. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally business and work nesting for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing plenty of house things too, but it's like, that is all what my list is, is house crap that I need to do and then business things so I can take some time off. <laughs> no, it's so funny. We we try to look back and try to find a lot of pictures from when I was pregnant with Chance. And I'm like, look, that whole time that I was pregnant with him, I was creating the coach certification. So I didn't, I was so consumed with that, that it was so hard to stop and say, okay, what is my training like today? What can I take a picture of? And so now all that stuff is, I just, I feel like I totally missed out on that because I was so hyper-focused on creating the coach course. But, you know, sometimes that deadline of having the baby is like really positive for business. (laughs) Yes. I am noticing the same. We've been very productive. That's awesome. So what are you most excited for and what are you also most nervous about? Hmm, well, I'm definitely nervous 
to handle a newborn baby, (laughs) but also that's what I'm most excited for. You know, people have asked me, oh, what's your birth plan? I'm like, well, I don't know. Like I'm trying to stay as open-minded and um, trying to inform myself as much as possible as far as what my options are and what the possible scenarios could be as I get closer and closer to my um, due date. So yeah, I'm I'm equally nervous and excited for all of the big things um, giving birth. Am I excited for that? Um, maybe not so excited for the process of like going through labor and giving birth, but I am nervous about it and in ways excited just because I know that I'll get to meet my baby. So yeah, I'm sure just normal, normal stuff that everyone is equally terrified and anticipating. <laughs> really is it. It's like they just, those feelings totally coexist. And I think, gosh, so many exciting things on the horizon for you. And I'm so appreciative of you sharing your time and your story and your wisdom with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And where can we follow you and just learn more about what you're up to? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm on YouTube and Instagram at Meg Squats. So you just search Meg Squats. Um, I have so many YouTube videos about strength training if anyone's listening and particularly interested in strength training. And yeah, I'm always on there. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your time and best of luck with the rest of your pregnancy. And hopefully we can have you on when you are postpartum. Oh, that would be awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you are a postpartum athlete and you're really trying to figure out what next, what does my return to fitness look like? What do I do about my core, my pelvic floor? How do I get back into the movements I want to do in a way that I feel really confident about? I have you covered because I know exactly what it's like to be where you are as a coach, as an athlete, and as a mom. So I want you to download six exercises for the first six weeks postpartum. It's a free resource and it just goes over everything that I think is really important to take into consideration during those early weeks postpartum. Now, if you're ready to begin more of an exercise program, say you've been cleared by your doctor or midwife, I have a eight week postpartum athlete training program, which acts as the perfect entry back into fitness, into the gym, into the kind of movement that you want to do where it's still respecting the changes your body has gone through and how your baby was delivered, but it really helps connect your rehab into the kind of fitness that you want to do in a way that's relatable and fun and exactly what your body needs right now on behalf of your long-term function and performance.